Doctor and the Cyber Invasion Part 2, written by Adam Brooks. Stop. You will return them to Mundus. It was a large, metallic, human-like being that had an oval-shaped head with two holes where the eyes should be. This cyborg was piloting a V-wing fighter ship with two others like it checking the instrument panels. That ship and those people are from Mundus and anything that is from Mundus belongs to us. They must return with us. Uh, it's pretty obvious they don't want to go with you. Leave them be. We cannot leave them. If they do not come with us, they will die. Like a genocide? Not logical. We are created to save the Mundasan race. We must survive, and to survive they must be returned. So then you care about them? No, why would we care? Well, they're your own people. Cybers are purely logical. I, I can't see why I can't make you understand. Logically, they should stay here. Don't you have emotions? We have removed all emotions. They are just weakness. We cannot be weak. And you think that gives you superiority? There are no emotions like fear or hate. We have no greed. We have no race, creed or gender. They would become like us. We are immune to famine. Disease. We simply live because we cannot die. Oh yes, you can die. The transmission vanished. That conversation was going nowhere. Yeah, no reasoning with them. Come on, let's save these people before the cybers actually get here. Later, the Mondasians were all huddled in blankets inside one of the nearby warehouses. Tell us about the Cybers. How can we prepare to fight them? It's ironic. The Cybers are us. They were made by us, from us, to protect us originally. We were at war. Actually, to say we were at war is wrong. We were simply being bombed to the brink of annihilation without being able to fight back. Most people didn't even know who our enemy was or what they wanted. So who were they? What did they want? They were a fuel company. They wanted to literally crush us all. Actually, use our organic material to form fuel by increasing the gravity pressure on our planet. That's horrible. But why? Profit by selling off the fuel. It's not just energy. Long-chain carbon molecules are not found just anywhere. You say it wasn't a war, so why didn't you fight back? We are an advanced civilization at peace for too long. Our people destroyed all the weapons ages ago, thinking we would have no use of such technology. So you couldn't fight back? Right. And with all the bombings, we were pushed to the brink of extinction. Our doctors and scientists also found our lifespans were getting drastically shorter. It was believed that this was due to some bioweapon the company had dropped on us. That's disgusting. So it was decided the best thing to do was to make cybernetic warriors. Our scientists crafted electronic and mechanical enhancements to the bodies of the recently deceased, of which we had so many. Those first cybers were sent into space as our soldiers. Eventually, our cybers defeated the advance party, suffering very few losses and destroying their ship, giving us time to regroup. There was something we didn't count on with the Cybers. Somehow, they had a mechanical consciousness of their own. They began upgrading living people without consent. No one could resist due to the Cybers' strength and virtually unlimited energy. 
You said a few cybers were destroyed. Tell us what weakness they have. Then we'd better get back to the quest to prepare. At this moment, one of the Mondasians sneaks away from the group. Inside a special section of the observatory, a not-so-bored technician turns to the duty officer. Oh, whoa, they've calmed down. Where? Um, just checking. Gosh, they're going to be all over us like sauce on a meat pie. Look, don't let imagination run away. They weren't meteorites. Why don't you believe they are meteorites? Control the shape of that ionization signal. What else could a debris shower of this magnitude be? But we must follow procedure. Understood, Control. Any luck? Okay, okay. Do we have the trajectory? It will land in a deserted car park right outside the warehouses on this side of the road. Oh, Struth. It's a holiday, but we have a problem. There's civilian houses on this other side. Right. Best evacuate those houses as soon as possible. Let's go. The cyber ship gently lands outside of a large warehouse by the river. Has the signal been sent? Yes. All cybermats are responding from the spheres. Scout this location. We will set up the dimensional gateway. Understood. Stop right there! A man in a black suit appeared from the shadows holding a large silver gun. Those weapons cannot hurt me. We will upgrade you and repopulate Munders with superior beings. Terry was running past with Bill and Ted when they saw the well-dressed man get uh. knocked out by a cyber. Zoinks! Oh, get off me! Right off, metalhead! Hey. We will save Whoa, you from the pains of growing old. We should go help them. Of course. They are humans of our sister planet. You aren't going to help. Only we can help them. What? The Mandasian who had sneaked off stood before them. That voice! What are you exactly? There is no more need for this weak face of flesh now. The Mandasian ripped off a flesh mask, revealing a metallic face. You're... A cyber. Later, inside the warehouse, Terry slowly awakes. Terry, uh, are you okay? Uh, yeah, what's going on? What's with all the tied up people? How'd you get here? Tricked outside the quester. Cyber disguised as a human, skin... Yuck. Flip! Then... Is that what's going to happen to us? Then they released their helpers. We basically got swarmed by... Ah, what's that? Across the floor scuttled a robotic creature that looked much like a trilobite. That's one of the cybermat creatures that swarmed and got us. Not all of us. I still have my comlink. And I've got my e-phone thingy. Hello? Mum, I need help. Did you lose your shorts again? Mum, quick, we're all in danger. Honey, what is it? We've taken hostage in the warehouse across from Rowena's place. Connor into drugs? No, Mum, seriously. We've taken hostage, me and Bill and Ted and Jane and loads of other people. It's cool police or the army? They are already here, captured by the aliens. Oh, that's space junk. Terry, look out! Suddenly, a cyber appeared and swung its hand at Terry, destroying the phone. My hand! My hand! Irrelevant. We will give you a better hand soon. All go outside and follow further directions. In the industrial grounds, a miserable civilian group was sitting before the gateway in the eerie glow as a cyber approached. Test complete. Begin transport. A cyber grabbed the twins and dragged them towards the pulsating gate. Hey, hey, don't cut it out, you tin can! Hey, no! Hey, 
Stop that, you big garbage can! Emergency beacon activated. This requires immediate assistance. Izzy engaged her rocket attachments and blasted off. Izzy drops down in front of the cyber and a racing striped red and white Holden Commodore guns through the chain link fence. Mrs F jumps out and runs to Terry. Your hands! Mum, Dad, what are you doing here? We need serious backup. We are serious backup. I call the footy team. We're all army reservists. What are all these robots? In the intelligence service robot, I belong to the doctor. You are not human. We do not need you. The cyber released the twins and attacked Izzy. Izzy, what are you doing? Dad, what are you doing? Terry's dad threw Izzy like a football into the passenger seat of the Commodore. He sped towards the glowing centre of the gate pursued by the cyber. Dad! Uncle Trev! Trev! Izzy! Later by the Questa. Thanks so much, Doctor. No problem. Well... Suppose this is goodbye, Terry. Yeah, take care, Doctor. I get why you can't alter time and make like the thylacine not extinct or bring back my dad. The Doctor walked into the Questa holding the remains of Izzy in her arms. Hey, can we see the lightsaber? Ah, Flip, I forgot my saber. Wait up, Doctor. Terry ran into the Questa just as it dematerialized. Terry, where did you go? Jenny. A black truck pulled up and the man in black got out. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to administer an eye exam. He withdrew a pen-like device from his pocket. If you could all look this way, please. There was a flash from the device which erased their recent memories of the cyber invasion. To be continued in the next story, The Doctor and the Ruler of Rome. Formed by all-volunteer cast featuring Diane Smith, Michael Rutter, Moira Sewell, Richard Butler, Carlos Hanor, Marie Butler-Cole, Damien Crompton, Steve Watt, Katrina Joyner, Douglas Barbieri, and Janice Devine as Mrs. Fowler. Theme music by Benjamin Rossiter. Resurrection from MachinimaSound.com. Scouting Mission and Fire of the Storm from Fesleyandstudios.com. Edited by Carolyn Rutter and Jasper C. Visit the Doctor Audio Adventures.com for full sound effects credits, artwork, and more.